Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. I don't know what's going on, but I'm hearing this more and more from people I run into, even friends, colleagues, having trouble focusing. Like I don't know if it's they're describing it as a, like a brain fog, but just can't focus on what they're doing. Sometimes they have to walk away and come back. We're going to focus today on, yes, focusing. And he's somebody that can coach you along uh, many different learning experience programs that he has. And uh, focusing is definitely part of all of this. David Andrews is back with us. David, welcome. How are you? Uh, very, uh, very good today, Steve. Thank you for asking. And how are you? I'm well. I'm well. I'm I'm focused. I think at the moment. Cool. That helps. Do you hear the same from people saying that that that, yeah. that focusing is a is a challenge? It's an epidemic. It's a mm. it's not focusing. It's distraction that is the epidemic. It's procrastination. It is avoidance. It is denial. Mm. It is blame. <laughs> that that's kind of an epidemic, and that is what kind of fills in or replaces or shows up instead of focusing. I love that one word you use, distraction, because our days are so full of distractions from devices, social media, uh, just everything that we're involved in. So I, I might think that our focus is okay if you took that other stuff away, right? Yes. And if you think of it, if we just go a little deeper with that, there's so much distraction. There's so many interruptions in the run of a day. You know, I've heard it recently stated that the average person nowadays has less focus than a goldfish. Like a goldfish can focus for more than eight seconds. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people cannot. Okay. Whether it's true or not, I don't know, but it's just an expression. It's, it's uh, I've, I've heard it. I've heard it. Yeah. Uh, and, and, is it also, we think, and, and this brought to my mind because of what you just said, mm. we think that we can multitask, but we really can't. Yeah, it's a challenge. It, it, you can, well, maybe some people can do it. I don't know. It's um, at a cost, that's for sure. There's always something that gets left out. When it comes to your deeper self, you can't multitask. You got to focus. How do you mean that deeper self? Well, if you, um, if you look at, in a lot of relationship, there's a lot of, I'll say, dysfunctionality. There's a lot of breakdown. There's a lot of confusion. There's a lot of misunderstanding. There's a lot of misinterpretation. There's a lot of, you know, making up of meaning and assuming you're correct. Okay. And a lot of that occurs, I would say, in the absence of a deeper inner focus. So mm -hmm. if you learn to really focus on yourself, like focus within yourself, and then when I talk about focusing, that's really what I mean. It's a, a higher level, a deeper level, a more integrated level of focusing body and mind. And when you can do that, it's really simply about listening to yourself at a deep level. And when you become deeper at listening to yourself, it gets easier to listen to other people or listen to the people in your life or your family relationships. Hmm. Does so that, go ahead. Is that around the same, is that principle hmm. similar to when it said that you need to love yourself before you can hmm. love somebody else? Is it kind of along the same lines? It's yeah. Perfect. That's great. That's a wonderful way to describe it. Listen here first, and then it's easier to listen out there. Interesting. And when you get better at it, you can model it. 
It becomes a behavior. It becomes a way of life. And so people in your presence experience being listened to, being felt, being gotten. Okay? And when they have that kind of experience, they think, oh, gee, that was nice. That was fun. That was cool. That was good. And so I can embody that and share it in my circle, so to speak. This is big stuff. And I'm not saying that to be facetious, but it is because if you don't know it, Mm. you're not going to get it. But when you do experience Mm. it, um, Mm. and in my journey, I'm getting, I feel closer to it. And it's even exponentially getting closer to what I, where I feel I I want to be and need to be. But Mm -hmm. I've, I've felt in the last couple of years, what I describe as a quiet, just a quiet calm, like, yeah, everything's good. It's all right. Where previously might be like, oh my gosh, what just happened? I can't believe, how am I going to deal with that? Now it's like, yeah, it's good. We're good. But with that, and I'm, I'm, I'm just, it's not about me, but I, I'm just trying to, you know, share what I think is what we're talking about in some regards that you listen to yourself more, but now you're, now you're more open to listening to others because you're just like almost tapping the brakes on things. It's like, all right, yeah, let me check that out. Let me, as opposed to just moving fast along the way with all these distractions and everything that's going on. Hope that made sense. <laughs> yeah, it, you know, it, it makes pers- per, uh, makes really good sense to me. You see, <clears throat> I think of the deeper listening, you know, Jen Lynn described it as a, a life forward, a listening forward. Like we have this impulse, you know, within ourselves to get better, to get faster, mm-hmm. to get smarter, you know. In a sense, in the grand cosmic scale, it's like we're part of this ever-advancing and evolving civilization, okay? When you kind of boil that down to the individual, we are all, um, there's something about us, you know, from the time the sperm and the egg meet. There's something about this impulse for life, impulse to go forward, impulse to advance, right? And in that whole process, you know, we can listen to the noise of the world, right? But when you listen in here, this is very intricate, what's in here. It's very complex. It's very intricate. It's very refined. It's very detailed. And sometimes it's much more intricate than what's in here. Mm. But when you bring this focus to here, it's like you can begin to have this dialogue. And that's what I mean by focusing. It's a much deeper presence and awareness of self and listening. Presence is a great word. Yeah, it really is. And it, 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 it kind of uh, encapsulates what we're talking about. You know, the, the, the presence of mind, the presence of you, just knowing that you're present as opposed to just, yeah, you're here and you know, you're doing life and interacting with people, but are you really connected to yourself? And, and I think that's really what we're talking about here. Okay. Um, so, you know, some of the benefits of learning how to focus, we, we re- talked about that a little bit. It, it just improves the quality of your being, the quality of your life. You talk about being present, right? Let's say you're a flower out in nature. Uh, a flower at some level knows that it needs a little sunshine. So it sort of turns itself to the sunshine. It needs some water, you know, extends its roots into the soil. And a flower is just being, <laughs> okay? So everything that's alive is has some level of intelligence, some awareness, some form of presence and being, right? Mm. And so when we focus, it's similar. It's about being with yourself, you know, and being 
And, and it's interesting because the more you can be focused in here, the easier it is to focus out there, right? Yep. Yeah, because there's so many choices. But like right now, I can focus my listening to you or to the cars out on the street, right? Or I can, if I listen really carefully, I can hear the air conditioner in the next room. So I can focus my listening, you know? And I can focus my feeling, like within myself. And that's really what we're talking about, is listening to that inner, inner impulse for life forward, for advance, for progress, for development. When we first started on this topic today, mm. my first thought was learning to focus better on things that are out there, you know, but no, this is much better. And that said, David, mm. when did you realize that you had that, that focus of within? Like where you was oh. like, I am, I am plugged into myself now. When did it happen? Do you remember it? Well, it, 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 it was a process, just a little autobiographical sure. history here. Um, when I was about um, 17, I got really interested in the broader scope of spirituality, right? I mean, you know, I would go to church like most people in a, in a Christian civilization, primarily. That's what I grew up in. And it was more multicultural and more mixed. And I started to experience that there's more to this spiritual picture than what they're telling me in church on Sunday morning. So I started to read some Hinduism, Buddhism, Judaism, Islam. Over the next few years, I just started to learn about all of the other spiritual systems. Went to the mosque, went to the synagogue, went to the temple, hung out with the Buddhists for a while, went on some Buddhist meditation retreats. Mm. And I started to get a, a deeper sense of this connection, you know. But um, I got exposed to Gendlin in Toronto, Ontario, with a woman by the name of Dr. Barbara Forrest, who was teaching this uh, focusing process and teaching some stuff about Gendlin. So that's where I experienced it first, immediately, directly. And um, <clears throat> just a combination of focusing and empathic listening, right? When I say empathic listening, it's not just listening for content. It's listening for the emotion behind the content or the story behind the content. Right? So it's just those two things, thinking, feeling, presence, listening, a little empathy. I can't and imagine how you wouldn't be able to come to the, the realization of the true focus, how you wouldn't be able to doing the, you know, the Buddhist, that entire journey right there. That is like a, you know, in the back of my mind is like, yeah, I'd like to do that. <laughs> and I've always often thought about that, what that yeah. would be like. Cause it's, you know, complete 180 from my life at the moment, but yes, yes. what, what an awakening would yeah. you say it was, it was quite, quite the awakening for you. I would go away on these meditation retreats for the weekend. We would meditate Friday evening, all day Saturday, all day Sunday, maybe go home on Monday. And it was just, a, it had value. But um, in meditation, there's no dialogue, right? And in a lot of meditation, there's no kind of guided process or reflection. It's just deep presence to self, and that's it. And after a while, the patterns kind of repeat. You know, I've thought about this and I've thought about that. And I remembered this. <laughs> There's a whole lot going on in the silence of your skull in the process of meditation. It never takes a break. It I, I want to go. Can, I want to hear about this. I want um, to put the microscope on this whole thing. 
where <laughs> it's one thing if we go home, you go in a room, maybe you're sitting in the car. I'm like, I'm going to meditate. I'm gonna, it's a quiet moment. I'm block mm-hmm. things out. 15 minutes, 20, maybe you fall asleep. A lot of people do. Sometimes I, I will meditate first thing in the morning. I wake up. Yes. And I fall back to sleep, but I know I'm definitely thinking of things. It's I'm, I'm, I'm mindful of all of that in this situation. And I've never mm-hmm. spoken with anybody deeper in this level. Mm-hmm. Now it's you're in a way forced because mm-hmm. that's the goal for the weekend. That's what we're right. going to do. We're going to yeah. meditate with, with, with yeah. the pros, if you will. <laughs> and, yeah. And, yeah. And, and now I, I try to envision what that's like when you're there meditating, focusing on all of that. Do you get to a point where it's like everything gets quiet or is your mind still bing, 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 bing? You know, things are still popping up in your, in your mind. I mean, even hours later. The difference is that you don't get hooked. You don't hook onto each of those. You let them go. And go down that rabbit hole and go down that rabbit hole. And go down there. <laughs> so it's almost as if, you know, somebody's firing a shot at you and it just bounces off. Bing, you know, yeah. bing, and, and, and then you move on. Yeah. So you come back to your breath and classic Tibetan Buddhist meditation was what I originally studied, you know, with wow. classic sabutons, you know, horsehair pillows, like the whole deal. Wow. And the idea was you always come back, you know, you get distracted. Let me tell you a little story about that. Sure. This is a distraction. But I think it, it, it's worth it's, it. It's 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 uh, yes, <laughs> and and we are focused people. We are okay. Well, what, you know, I, I used to teach high school, and when I taught high school, there was a huge amount of distraction. So I'd sit all of my students in a circle, and we were going to have a little quiet meditation, and then we'd have conversations, and people would get very distracted. And I would look around the room, and I could see they weren't in the circle, they weren't in the school. They weren't even in the country. Maybe they weren't even on the planet. <laughs> they were gone. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, and so I would say to them, listen, you're not wrong. You're not bad. Everything is okay here. But I want you, when you notice that you're distracted, to snap and come back. Come back. So I gave them the privilege of doing that. So they didn't have to avoid it or hide it. And I didn't have to say, could you please focus? Right? So when we would start this process at first, it was like raindrops all around the circle. And then it would slow down. Wow. And eventually they could focus longer. And they knew that they were doing it and that everybody else was doing it. So it just upgraded the whole level of focus in the circle. Just with a simple snap. Yeah. Snap back. Hmm. Because you get distracted that fast. So just get undistracted that fast. And I'm sure the snap could be anything. It it could be a clap. It could be, you know, whatever, but that's a, all right, I'm back. All right. That's it. I'm back. I'm and back. is it, is it, does it work this way? You're focusing on the snap to bring you back? Well, you will notice that you're gone. <laughs> like you'll just find, oh, oh, sorry. I'm not in the conversation anymore. I've left the room. Like you will notice and you catch yourself and we do it all the time. But but the idea was to just train yourself to to just come back wow. and improve your focus because it's a very valuable skill. You can apply it just about anywhere in your life at any time to whatever it is that you're up to. You know. Do you feel that a lot of people challenge themselves to see how many things they can focus on at one time? I'm not saying they're going to be successful at it. 
i.e. multitasking. You know, you're working at one window open, one here. Let me do this. Let me do that. Grab a phone call. Back to that. This, that. Just because it's more of a challenge. Focusing will even improve your multitasking if that's really what really? you want to do. Hmm. Interesting. So when you, I, I'm assuming that you offer a, a a course to learn this. Is that right? Yeah. Usually in a lot of my courses, this is the first thing I, I teach. It's for, it's what I start with. It's like foundational to pretty much everything. And most classes I start with a few minutes of focusing just to get everybody in the room and grounded and, you know, focus. And then we go from there. So you want to do a little? I was just going to ask, okay. <laughs> actually, and I'm going to tell you because I don't want to run out of time. How are we? How about, are we? about about six minutes-ish. Six minutes. Okay, we'll do the high-speed version of this. Close your eyes, take a deep breath, put your feet flat on the floor, just relax, just get body-centered. Mm. You've had a busy day. You probably need a few minutes of relaxation. Relax your feet and just feel this nice warm energy coming up through your feet, through your legs, through your knees, your shins, up into your bones, your pelvic area, your spine. Breathe fully and deeply in through your nose and out through your mouth and just be loving and gentle with yourself. Just relax and be present in this moment. Relax your face and your eyes, the space between your eyes. I know the last time we talked we identified for you a peaceful place so if you could go to your peaceful place and just let all of the peace and security of that place come into your awareness breathe it into your lungs take it out to your cells and just imagine that you can drop down inside yourself that solar plexus area and just clear a space your worries your cares your concerns invite them to move back and give you some breathing room. And now just take a moment to notice what's there. There may be a few things. So let's just choose one of those to focus on for a few minutes. When you have one, just let me know. I got one. Okay. So just kind of allow it to be present to you. Notice that it's there. And breathe. And just notice that you might have a whole embodied sense of it. Like, how does it feel? It might be jittery or scary or sad or jumpy or just notice if you can find a word that fits with that felt sense you want me to share that yeah it's a it's a challenge that i'm dealing with today not a major one at all but uh slightly uneasy okay so it's an uneasy feeling so just notice that the feeling is there and just consider that maybe the feeling wants to communicate with you wants to tell you something or advise you or warn you or guide you maybe it has a message you just notice what comes if you ask a question right into it like what's this all about and just notice what comes and you don't have to share it with me right here right now but just notice mm -hmm. and just breathe and stay with the felt sense and just see if uneasy still fits or has it changed i would say asking the question in my mind has taken a little bit of the uneasy edge on and just drop a little further a little deeper and just see what comes it reveals um the alternative to what i'm uh describing okay which i i believe is has always been the answer for quite some time but uh just haven't gone there <laughs> and i think this is making it clear like hello this is you need to pay attention this is a good thing 
Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So in essence, that's the process. If we had lots more time, we could sure. spend more time and go a little deeper and, and it would kind of evolve and change and make itself known. And you could just, because uh, we tend to kind of stuff it or avoid it oh, yeah. or not go there because it's easier. Right. What would you call that exercise? You know, for you here today, it's a, you know, focusing exercise. Is it very similar, you know, for those that don't know, uh, you know, like meditation, similar to that grounding technique? Yeah. I mean, I call it, Gendlin called it focusing. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Focusing was the term he used. And it was about focusing on the life force, focusing on the direction forward. And if you just, and it, it's because it's in here, there's more intricacy, you know, in the, that subconscious part. We call it the subconscious mind, but I don't think of it as up here. I think of it as down here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, I'm, I'm totally with you there. Yeah. Yeah. The conscious mind is up here. I'm aware. I, I can see, I can hear, I can smell, I can taste, I can feel. But the conscious mind, <clears throat> it's all that more complex network of nerves in behind your stomach, right? Yeah. And, and it's also plays perfectly into when we say it's the gut feeling. That's your subconscious saying, hello, this is what I'm trying to tell you. Really, you know, you should focus. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you something here. Yeah. And sometimes that gut feeling comes that fast. Yeah. It's like, it's like oh, you know, you're really. Totally. And that's what it hits. It doesn't hit in here. It hits down here. It, yes, it does. Um, and, and I think it leads to, to, to challenges too. Like, you know, just I feel uncomfortable, queasy. It all, that's where it centers. Uh, yeah. Interesting. Wow. Centers is a good word. And when you center on it, you know, when you, when you focus on it, when you center on it, it opens, it reveals itself. It makes itself known. Interesting so it's stuff. Subtle, very simple. Go yeah. I, I have to tell you, David, the, you know, even in the, the focusing exercise we just did in five minutes um, provides clarity and I feel connected, you know, I you know, felt connected even more when we were doing it. Um, yeah. And this is your, we're just scratching the surface of stuff that uh, you teach people. Yeah. Yes. And so now you'll go away and you'll process this over the next 24 to 48 hours. You'll think about it again. You'll reflect on it some more. And you might take some action, some little action. That's what I would encourage people to do. You might make a phone call. You might have a conversation with somebody. You might do a little research on the internet but you might move it forward, right? It's the movement forward. It's the life forward impulse. So when you connect with it, then you can begin to be in action. Yes. And there is an action that I could take and I've been somewhat avoiding it. I'm going to take that, probably going to take that action. And it's a minor one, but it could lead to a bigger positive outcome, but it's now to take that action. You know, it's, it's you said it's a minor one. Yes, it's incremental. Yes, everything that grows grows incrementally. Yes, every biological system, every neurological system, and and we're designed in that same way. Okay, so there's absolutely no difference between the software and the hardware. It's incremental, right? And and it's just about trusting that process. And somehow in our society, we've been programmed to turn that off to not go there, to avoid that, to not listen to that, not feel that, not be present in that. True. And it doesn't help that we have those distractions now more than ever. We went back 30 mm-hmm. years ago. We didn't have 
internet, social media, and all this other stuff. Now it makes it even, we were, you know, we might have tuned away from us anyway. Now it makes it even harder. Now we have an excuse too. Oh yeah, I can't even get in my own head because I'm busy doing this over here. Uh, yes. Really cool stuff. Uh, what's your oh, website, sure. David, if we want to find you and learn more about this whole process? Uh, learningcircles.me. I checked yesterday and learningcircles.com is for sale for $93,000. I don't think you need to center yourself to make that decision. <laughs> so I'm learningcircles.me, which was $9.99. Yes. Okay. Uh, I think you made a wise choice. And, uh, you know, and, and you know what? As opposed to the .net, the me says it all. Because me, we want to learn and learn yes. how to do this stuff and move ourselves forward, whether yep. it's incrementally or or even more so. Uh, interesting stuff. Wow. Even five minutes. Clarity. Super yeah. cool. Okay. Appreciate you being here. Uh, yeah. I feel like well, I, I've learned you. from one of the best <laughs> in terms of, you know, your experience and what you've got, what's gotten you <laughs> to this point. So I appreciate that today. And thank you. It's great to be on your show. Thank you. Wish again. Yeah. I, I. You know what? I'll be uh, doing that exercise over the weekend, I assure you. <laughs> it's good stuff. All right. I appreciate it. We'll talk soon, okay? Okay. Take care. Thanks, Have David. a good weekend. We'll be right back. Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Of course my kid's in the right car seat. Well... I think he is. Yeah, my kid's in a booster seat. He was ready to move up. He is ready, right? Her car seat looks like the right size. There are probably rules on when to move up to a booster seat. Aren't there? Rear-facing, forward-facing? I think I have it right. Car crashes are a leading killer of children 1 to 13. Are your children in the right car seat for their age and size? Don't think you know. Know you know. Go to safercar.gov slash the right seat. I know my child's in the right car seat. Or else I wouldn't get in the driver's seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council.